You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Technology does what it's supposed to do. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, next victim. Um, you guys care if I go next? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me see here. I'll start the timer up. This is a something podcast. Banzai! 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 <laughs> hey, where's the thief? I don't think there's anybody back there. You or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! And knowing is half the battle. X to each other. Party on, dudes! Hey, this is Bonsai Retro Club. I am Dave. Online, I've got Scott. Hello. Rose. Hello. And Suzanne. Hi there. So, listener, what we are doing, we're continuing our discussion of 1980s movies. Uh, and the co-hosts that are online with me, they have no idea what movie I'm going to be talking about. Our criteria uh, was basically something that we haven't covered before uh, and something that just hasn't been like a main topic discussion. So, um, if you will call it a hidden gem so these are our 1980s movies things that may have been kind of beloved in our history uh that you know i haven't haven't we haven't spent a lot of time on uh in the past so i'm kind of excited about this topic because we're we're kind of bringing up some fun things that you know movies that were very you know important to us back in the 80s and there were so many great ones uh, that you know, this really gives us the opportunity to, you know, shine the light on some of those things that may not have been, you know, the big hits. Uh, so the one that I decided to pick and talk about tonight, uh, we're going all the way back to the very beginning of the '80s. So this is the year 1980. There was a, a it's listed as a teen comedy drama. It's called My Bodyguard. You get this beautiful hair. Kmart. <laughs> so funny. And if we go to the bathroom here, if I can help it. Well, what do you do? Just hold it in. 
stay away from liquids. Everyone knows that going to school is an education in itself. He wanted the dust. The gum's not the worst. It's the boogers that freak me out. One false move might wipe you out. And any meal could be your last. I should know. My name is Clifford Peach. No, <laughs> and this is my story. You die every day for now, you got it. I'm not gonna pay. You got nerve, even if you ain't gonna live long. That was me before. Eat this. <laughs> Just some kids from school who want to kill me. Hey, Shelly, want to go to the movies tonight? Sure. Yeah, you have a real good time while you're there, huh? And this is me now. What made the difference? It wasn't my grandmother. Kick him in the cojones. It wasn't my father. I could call the principal again. It wasn't my enemies. You give me trouble. People don't do that around here. It was my bodyguard. You're dead. My bodyguard. A crazy idea. I'd like you to meet my bodyguard. Anything you want to say to me, talk to him first. That led to a great friendship. This is a story of hallway horror, mayhem after math class, and the most important lesson you can learn out of school. You know those things that stunt your growth. That strength has nothing to do with size, and everything to do with courage. One of them was short, one of them was strange. Together, they were absolutely unbeatable. My Bodyguard. So those of you that are not aware, this is a film that had Christopher Makepeace, uh, Adam Baldwin, Matt Dillon, Martin Mull, Ruth Gordon, and a very, very young Joan Cusack. And the premise was that Chris Makepeace was new to a Chicago school, uh, and he ran into a bully, which was played by Matt Dillon, uh, and his name was uh, Moody. Moody. Yeah. And, and, you know, so he was kind of ruling the school. He was taking money from kids, you know, their lunch monies, in order for protection, which is basically protection from his own gang. And, you know, he was kind of just really being an ass to everybody in the school. And Chris Makepeace, being the, the new guy, um, he, he played a character named Clifford Peach. And so as, you know, this new guy in the school, he was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to play along with that. I don't really want to give my money. And, of course, that made Moody even more upset. And as an alternative, he actually befriended uh, this guy named Ricky Linderman, which is played by Adam Baldwin, who is like this huge guy compared to all these other, you know, these other kids. And he essentially hires him as his bodyguard to protect him from Moody's gang. Uh, so it's just, it's so much fun as a early 80s iconic piece of filmography. Um, I know, Scott, you've seen it. Oh, I love this movie. Um, part of the, I don't know if it's really considered funny. It's it's not really a comedy. Uh this is a drama. It's got some funny moments in it, but it's it's more of a drama than anything. 
uh, one of the moments uh, that they're talking about Linderman because uh, Clifford's character, Chris, Chris Makepeace, you know, he, he's just getting to know somebody. He's talking to, uh, I think it's um, Joan. Um, what's it? Cusack. Joan Cusack. And maybe another another young another kid that's uh just kind of just kind of a you know supporting character and they're like who's linderman who's ricky linderman right and they're like yeah well and they they're talking about him like he came from another school and he you know they said the rumor was that he had murdered one of his teachers right in front of the whole class or yeah. something like that <laughs> like it's like this radical extreme uh total blown out of proportion moment uh that that never really happened right so they just give him this reputation so he's kind of like this loner uh ricky adam baldwin's character is is very uh much a loner and kind of seen as uh a scary dude and he 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 is huge by compared to the rest of the kids um and kind of dirty and doesn't you know kind of a little disheveled right just looks kind of standoffish you don't really he's scary looking a little bit yeah but i love his character in that i think it's awesome this this movie is just it's a great it's a great great movie i remember um this is one of the few movies that i actually i'm going to tell a story about my grandparents again get this check it out so (laughs) we hooked back into that wow i know i know i and this is amazing that that you brought this movie up because there's only a couple of movies that I sat down where like the rest of us grandkids and my grandparents sat down and watched, put the VHS in the tape and watched a movie. And this is one of them. And, and they were like, they're very, you know, very strong Christian and very strong in their faith. And, and it's not like a, a bad movie. There's just a couple, couple times they might, you know, swear a little bit, use some uh, colored, you know, words or whatever. But it's not a bad movie. But they both really like, wow, that was really good because the end is uplifting. You know, right? It ends in a positive note. Right. So, right. So overall, it's 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 uh, it's one of those movies that I was actually to watch, able to watch with my grandparents. Other than the Kenny Rogers movie. You know, six pack, six pack, of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and this is right around the same time too. Yeah. Anyway, I just this is this really is one of my. It's one of the. It's kind of a hidden gem. If not a lot of people have seen it, it's it's really a. It's a good movie. It's interesting. It's it's well acted by a lot of young actors uh, when they were first starting out. Um, this was right after Chris Makepeace was in Meatballs. Right. Uh, Bill, Bill Murray, uh, yeah, Bill Murray, yeah. Um, so he was just kind of coming onto the scene, and Adam Baldwin. I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything else. One of the million Bill Baldwin brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, and then, hmm? is he one of those brothers, or is he just? He is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, no, he is. Yeah, it's Adam, Billy, Stephen, okay. Al- Alec, and then there's like, wasn't he in Flatliners? Adam? No, no. That was that was, that was like I think that was Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, impressive that Scott just named all the Baldwin brothers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was incredibly impressive. 
Oh, he was in a uh, full metal jacket. I'm seeing yes. here. Yes. Hello? Yes. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, shit. I forgot his character An ordinary name. Ordinary people. Yeah. He was a good character in that too. Man, what was his character in Full Metal Jacket? I can't remember. It's an, it's, it says Animal Mother. I'm looking uh, at yes, that's mother. right. I don't yeah. remember which character that was, but it, yeah. it's vaguely coming back to me. I wasn't. I, I'm not that familiar with this film. I think I saw it a long, long time ago. I remember it did have a very serious, kind of realistic type of tone. It wasn't one of those like giddy John Hughes movies, you know? No, no, no. Yeah, how do I get myself out of this dilemma, you know, right. of, of being being um, threatened on a regular basis? But and I guess it was maybe kind of. Uh, um, I mean, Matt Dillon was was just coming into prominence, but he I think he was more like the dreamy romantic lead in a couple of the movies that he'd been in. So right, because he just came from like um, Little Angel or wait, Little Darlings. Yeah, little Darlings, little yeah, Darlings. I Little Darlings, yeah. Um, and yeah. he did he did you know um, a couple others that were he was. I think there were, I think he was in the one movie called Over the Edge, another teenage movie, but it was not that was not a good happy film. Yeah, and, the, and um, uh, the Outsiders, right? The Outsiders, yeah, he was part of the Outsiders. He yeah. did Tex. He did. Uh, I think he did Rumblefish too. Yeah, he did. Yep. So he did that whole young teen thing. But I remember him being a heartthrob. But you know, all the girls loved him. I think it was mostly from Little Darlings. Um, was so, what year was yeah, Little Darlings? Was, I forgot. I think that might have been like probably like seventy nine. Seventy nine. I'm gonna say okay. seventy nine. I think because, have because to in this trick, he had like shorter hair and he slicked back. Yes. Versus and he looked maybe a little, it was, yeah. wait, maybe that was younger. Maybe I was in middle school. When was that? Yeah. No, it says nineteen eighty. Little Darlings. Okay. Oh really? It was around the around the same time. So I'd be curious really? to know when they were filmed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Well, this one, like my bodyguard, was released in September. When right. did, did you see uh, when uh, Little Darlings was released? No, I just see the year. I see the year. Okay. Release. So, Rose, are you familiar with this movie, My Bodyguard? No, I'm not. Um, in 1980, uh, I was well, I was in Germany in 1980, uh, and my child was probably six months old. Okay. When this movie came out, but wow. that doesn't that doesn't say that you know later on. You know, as my kids got older, we couldn't have watched it, but I don't think I would have let them, you know, because I did scroll into the quotes a little bit. And this is a very dark movie. It is dark. It's got some moments. And it totally does. Yeah. So um, I honestly probably wouldn't have watched it either. You know, I would have gotten so far into it. I would have been like, oh, crap, you know, but um, no. I have no no history with this movie whatsoever. So a quick side note, Little Darlings was uh, March of 1980. So they're about six, mm-hmm. seven months apart. Okay. Anyway. So um, um, Ricky Litterman, do you remember the backstory as to why he was like that, Scott? No, all I remember is the rumors that were going around about him killing somebody, but he didn't. I yeah. can't remember why he really was where he was. Him and his little brother were uh, playing with oh, a gun. Oh, yeah. And then the gun went off, killed his little brother. And, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's, was, that was harsh. I forgot. Right. I think I blocked, yeah. I think I might have blocked that out. Just that moment. Yeah. 
So there, yeah, this is complete. This has a lot of like deep layers like that, um, you know. And and then the comic relief is you every so often you run across you know the uh, the very wonderful Ruth Gordon, who would be like the the grandma that was kind of you know having mm. too many drinks at the hotel because they lived <laughs> in a hotel. And, you know, she'd be flirting with every single one of the guests, you know, and just trying to have a really good time. And she would be, you know, these people that were like owners of the hotel. His Chris Makepeace dad was like the manager of the hotel. And then Ruth Gordon, you know, she lived in with the hotel with them because, you know, she being the mother. And, you know, she would go down to the bar. She'd have too much to drink. And then she'd be trying to pick up on people. And it was just, you know, she brought the comic relief. And even at the part where it was like the, you know, the seriousness where they were sitting at the table and they're having dinner and you see um, like Ricky Linderman's character and she's trying to read his palms because that's something else she, you know, knows how to do. You see that, you know, Ricky had, you know, like cuts on his wrists. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because any he right. has like he always wears the long sleeve jacket, right? So right. any you know when he go when she goes to read his his palm, she, his sleeve slides up a little bit, right? right? Right, exactly. And then he he jerks away real quick because he notices that. Yeah, and she's she yeah. was yeah yeah yeah, and and so you know this this kind of lark where um, uh, Clifford Peach had you know hired him as his bodyguard but then they really became you know good friends and really shared the you know uh, you know shared kind of all the different you know issues that they're running through um with each other and really became best of friends you know there was a sequence yeah. where um you know i guess um linderman was trying to build a motorcycle from scratch he's going through mm-hmm. all these different junkyards to find all the pieces for this one vintage motorcycle he's trying to put together and he just can't find this one part and you show they shows a sequence where they're like combing through all these different uh, uh junkyards just to find this piece and then all of a sudden like magic you know um chris makepeace comes up with a piece and then they're able to put the bike together and then you see them riding through the city with their arms up and that's mm. usually the scene you see on the trailer with yeah. them, you know, the big smiles on their face. And that was a really great moment. But then sure as shit, later on in the movie, Moody fucks all that up because he, yeah. he's he got, you know, his own, you know, he hires his bodyguard to protect him from Linderman. And this is muscle-bound, bald-head dude. Yeah. And then he yeah. ends up taking Mike. that same motorcycle. I'd like you to meet Mike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he ends up taking that motorcycle and throwing it into the water, you know, and it was just like, you know, it was like a beautiful moment, you know, and then finally something great happened for Linderman. And, you know, then they had, you know, they had to take it to the next level. And, you know, unfortunately, it, you know, turned bad, but they turned the movie around because at the very end, spoiler, you know, they actually end up in a fight where you have Chris Makepeace or Clifford Peach fighting Moody, and then you also have Linderman fighting Mike the Baldhead dude. Is it Mike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the final sequence where they're both by, you know, fighting their own bullies. And... Yeah, and they and 
and they they win enough to where they don't have to deal with it anymore. They they right. win. Right. You know, they both they all came out kind of beat up, but but they win in the end, and that makes Moody and Mike just kind of go away. Right. So it's it's right. a it it's a good ending. You know, the t- the guys that are getting bullied uh, get get their piece. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. They, they get what it's they a, deserve. I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, they're really yeah. very it's, unlikely alliances, which I think yeah. is what I remember most about the film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say my favorite scene was um, the part where Clifford Peach goes into there, – there's this place where they all like have like meals after uh, school and mm-hmm. they're all just kind of hanging out together. And so Clifford decides that at that moment when he's going to introduce his bodyguard – he goes in and he like sprays ketchup and mustard on all the bullies, you know, <laughs> and they all chase him outside of this place and they run down this alley and they're all pushing on him. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'd like you to meet Ricky Linderman. He's my bodyguard. And it was just, you know, and then all of a sudden all these, you know, kids who are normally have been abused by the bullies, they're now standing behind Linderman. You know, and, you know, just looking at, you know, these bullies get their comeuppance. It, yeah. it was a very beautiful, poignant, like, early 80s moment, you know, and, you know, for those that may have been, you know, gotten bullied, you're like, yeah, that's it. That's what's supposed to happen, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like at the end of the Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Where where the kids that are kind of beaten or getting bullied always uh, kind of have that moment of uh, yeah have their moment in the sun yeah right. a so, lot more realistic feeling I think where like he really much earned more. it you know he he really earned this relationship so where he could you know then stand on his own two feet right. with someone that you know I mean he, it wasn't quite the same as you know I just paid him money <laughs> yeah no no it it ended up being a a positive uh, growth. There was right. growth yeah. involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's actually kind of cool. I was reading through the quotes and in the beginning, the, I can't Rick Chris make pieces character asks Ricky Linderman. He's like, I pay you 50 cents a day. And I can do your homework. I'm pretty smart. You know, <laughs> when he hires him to be his bodyguard <laughs> at the end of the fight, apparently uh, Linderman turns around and asks him, He's like, I, I want to hire you to be my bodyguard. He's like, uh, yeah. pay 50 yeah. cents a day. And, like, and I could do your homework. <laughs> I'm pretty smart. And he says, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great scene, too, because it's like it's the wrap up scene. Right. That yeah. they use that quote where they actually got, you know, they, they they beat up the bullies and they actually got the motorcycle out of the water, out of the pond or lake or whatever it was what they throw threw it into. And there he's, you know, you got, you got Ricky pushing it down the street, walking next to Cliff Clifford. And yeah. he's saying that to him. And it's a really, it's a really, it's a nice heartwarming moment. You're like, Oh yeah. They bring it back. They right. wrap it yeah. back up around. I it's love kinda, it it's really cool. That. Yeah. It, it's a, this Dave's great pick, man. <laughs> great pick. I, yeah, it's like one of those that I I've had in my back pocket for a while since we've been doing this retro uh, podcast and I was just like you know one of these days something's going to come up where we can talk about this movie because I've loved yeah. it I've always loved it um, yeah. the only thing I feel like we haven't spent any time on is Martin Mull's in it 
And oh yeah, that's one of the teachers, right? No, Martin Mola is the uh, the father. Oh, oh, yeah, he's uh, Clifford's father, Mister Peach. Yes. Hmm. So it, it's wow, just a, he, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he he did a wonderful job. Um, you know, and he's just kind of the father that's really got a lot going on in his world, and you know, he's just doing his best to. Mm run the hotel and then at the same time try to be a good father and he's just you know unfortunately just really busy and you know it's not that he's you know ignoring Clifford but it's just you know he he doesn't have the time or the capacity to really give Clifford you know the attention that he needs and you know Clifford evolves as a character and you know and I think that's what makes kind of movie you know great because you see his growth through the uh, the film, yeah, and that was my buzzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Your time is up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I'm I'm saying it's definitely recommended. I I would. Uh, I, I would re- I recommend it too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think if you run across it, please check it out. Um, I don't know if you know, you know. Rose, it's something that you would make time for, but I, I would recommend. Uh, I don't know. If I see it, I might, you know, give it a looky-loo. Looky-loo. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. It's worth the watch. Yeah. I'll I'll say it's worth the watch. Yeah. I, I, sure. I, I think, when, you know, when you'd read that, you know, there are some dark pieces you know, or dark times in the movie, then you're right. You know, there are, you know, those overtones. Obviously, we talked about some of them. Um, cause Linderman's got all kinds of layers, um, but it's just so well done. And just to see Matt Dillon being a, a, a prime jerk, uh, is even better, you know, cause he does that so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. All right. So this is the part where I'm going to remind everybody we have a website out there. That's bonsaireturclub.com. So please go check us out there. You can follow us on all of our links, you know, be it Instagram, Facebook, uh, which actually I'm really having a lot of fun with lately. So if you are on Facebook, please do follow us. Uh, so there's some uh, daily videos that I'm trying my best in this weird, weird wacky world to, to post just a retro fun music video every morning uh so please go on there and check that out uh twitter we have a lot of good engagement from other podcasters and our retro club on there so uh anytime i do a uh fan follow friday please uh, check out all the people that i'm listing because they're all wonderful uh, so as far as Twitter goes, we have our own Twitter accounts that we maintain. I'm maintaining the Bonsai Retro Club account. Uh, Rose is doing Dragon's Rose Red, which is her uh, singing uh, Twitter account. I stumbled mm-hmm. on there. Sorry about that. Uh, and then 80s Music Girl. Uh, and then Suzanne is uh, Suze Mataboni. And then mm-hmm. Scott is also doing 80s Auto Reverse. Uh, and then speaking of Suzanne, she's also got a blog out there. So if you want to check out her, it's uh, SuzanneMataboni.com. So I'd really recommend you go check out her blog. She does some great writing on a lot of our podcast episodes. So I would uh, recommend you checking all that oh. out. Thank you. Thanks for the plug. No worries. <laughs> no worries, of course. 
actually going backwards, uh, Facebook, uh, 80s Music Girl, you're, you're getting some traction on your Facebook, right? I am. I'm getting a lot of uh, fan love. I'm actually, and like I said, I, I, I don't do anything. Well, I'm doing something now. I'm doing the 10 album covers uh, for 80s albums. Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah, no yeah. I've seen some of those. Yeah, uh, but I, I was really shocked to find out that the page has like 920 followers. Nice. I'm like, why? What am I doing? <laughs> I'm going to follow you right now. <laughs> I, I remembered I'm a co-host of that <laughs> And that's what the page is for. So it's like, duh, Rose. So. Outstanding. Fun. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to drop us an email, if you want to give us a commentary on, you know, what your thoughts are on my bodyguard or any of the other topics that we talk about, or even if you have some recommendations for topics that we should cover, drop us a email at McFly at bonsairetroclub.com. So now that I've said all of that, we'd like to remind everybody, please be excellent to each other. Have a good whatever. And bye-bye. Bye. 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 All right. That's like the that's like the exact opposite. I thought it was like it's how like the, the Three Stooges, the other the opposite. Hello, hello, hello. This is Ben, a Bonsai Retro Club production. Banzai, Daniel Zan! Hey, Banzai!